0: Welcome to the Fitness Nerdcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Smith, with fellow coach Stephanie Holbrook, where we get a chance to geek out on all things fitness and bring it to you. First off, things presented here are our opinions developed with over 40 years of combined experience. We are not medical doctors, and any information presented here is purely informational. If you'd be interested in working with us, please email us at fitnessnerdspodcast at gmail.com, or hop over to our website and blog at fitnessnerdspodcast.com. While you're online, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fitnessnerdspodcast. Now on with the show. And welcome fitness nerds. This is Ryan Smith with the Fitness Nerd Cast, and today I'm with Chris Severs and Chris is uh, somebody that I met uh, through Facebook and he's got some cool products but he and I got to talking and we're really kind of talking about our backgrounds and some of the different things we were doing and I was looking at some of his products and was really interested in his concepts so I invited him on the podcast today so uh welcome Chris
1: thanks for having me on
0: absolutely so uh, you know in the last few years one of the big things that's really kinda come up in our fitness industry is suspension training anchor point training Uh, you know obviously the big names in the business are the TRX and the rip trainer and other products that have kinda uh, spun off of those types of things but you've got some other different concepts that you have come out with but before we get into that I want to get a little bit about who Chris is and let's find out a little bit about bit about your background so who is Chris and where do you come from kinda of give me a uh, a little synopsis of you
1: okay well um, I, my background I think my my fitness claim to fame uh, uh, is that I played 40 years of competitive rugby um, and when I retired a couple of years ago uh I was the oldest competitive player in in Canada. So <laughs> I I really learned uh you know what it was to keep a body together, to rehab a lot of injuries, uh to to basically train for performance. Uh I had a lot of insights along the way when I hit my uh 40s, uh was right around the time the Bosu came out, functional training started to, uh, to to become more prominent um and i recognized i i needed to train more movement and quality of movement uh than simply getting stronger and so my practice in the off season uh really sort of went that way and i really liked the uh, the results i got and obviously i was able to stay competitive uh you know into my mid-50s which was pretty unheard of and Frankly, I'm 59 now, and I would still be playing, except I'm down here in California, uh, doing what I'm doing uh, to push my uh, my concepts ahead, and and so uh, no rugby for me for the time being, anyway.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So obviously rugby's a uh, pretty grueling sport. I mean, there's you know, as you said, a lot of injuries that comes from it. There are lots of uh, kind of uh, movement base, lots of you know hits, lots of recovery that's involved in it. So uh, outside of the rugby, what was kind of your background before that too?
1: Well, I've been a, you know I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, which is maybe why the idea of taking some products that I had notions of of my own uh, to market uh, I didn't find uh, too daunting. Um, what I did uh, before I started doing exactly what I'm doing now is I actually owned a spa for several years, and in my spa I had a gym, and I worked there for four years training people. Uh, in that environment, uh, using a lot of the concepts that I was developing. And along the way, I was getting a lot of uh, really good feedback from uh, people who were supplying me with the equipment I was using, other trainers who were coming in to see what I was doing. Uh, I designed an anchor uh, piece uh, called the Arc, which was uh, not my original design at all. My original design was more of a grid, something you see in a lot of gyms. Uh, But I had an insight about uh, creating an anchor that could give you Anchor points from uh, above your head to below your feet. Um, created the design. A lot of people liked it. Sold uh, twenty of them into the market in Quebec, uh, primarily into uh, you know uh, mixed martial arts uh, gyms, uh, physio clinics. Uh, Concordia University got a few pieces. Um, ultimately, got connected with the National Ballet in Can- of Canada in Toronto. Uh, they got a piece. So I had a an opportunity to start working with. Trainers who had other needs, you know, uh, hockey camps and martial arts, lots of multi-dimensional demands, a lot like rugby. Um, And so, as I worked with these different uh, in these different environments, I learned more and more about what their needs were, what the capabilities of these tools were, and uh, just continued to sort of expand my understanding of the, uh, you know, uh, capabilities of training with uh, an anchored. A uh, piece of resistance. For the first several years, I trained almost exclusively with elastic resistance, and really went down that rabbit hole. Um, as it came, as I was moving along, I, I saw a lot of people using suspension. I started to work with suspension as well, and I recognized what an interesting complement to elastic resistance it was because. Uh, you know, with, in the course of your workout, as you know, variety is a, as every, we all know, a variety is a really sort of an important thing. Um, and so, actually, if you're doing a resistance w- uh, workout with elastic resistance in different dimensions, and then use a part of your workout where you're using gravity or body weight, again, you're, you've just right away created more variety into your into your routine. Um, right. And that was, uh, you know, that, that, that became what i you know the, the rabbit hole i went down i just i just found that it was a really useful way uh to work always pretty much always standing on my feet um creating resistance from different anchor points high low sometimes multiple anchor points uh and this allowed me to resist full body movements through full ranges of motion uh in lots of different ways, whether I was doing it slowly, uh, you know, or even isometrically, or if I wanted to do plyometric moves, this tool gave me the capacity to do that, right. uh, and just that became my, uh, you know, became my fixation, if you will. And uh, I've spent a lot of time training this way every day, just to learn more and more and more about it.
0: Right, and obviously now you, as you said, you, you're from Canada. Now you're down in California, you're in the Long Beach area, right? So obviously you're now in the in the heart uh, of fitness pretty much in the United States. I mean that's kinda of where most things tend to originate is out of the is out of the, the sunny California area. So obviously you're in an area now where you can, you know, take and improve your concepts and kinda of go from there too.
1: It's amazing here, and I mean Long Beach. I train outdoors every day. I think that's why there are so many good athletes that come from here. It's just the the, the ability to train outside every day uh, really expands your your ability to progress. Uh, certainly, you know, there's a critical mass of 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 trainers here and and professionals in so many different sports. Um, you know, volleyball, water polo. Baseball, the, the the big sports, and then a lot of the more interesting Olympic sports. Uh, it's deep here. And, and, you know, Northern California, San Francisco obviously has the whole TRX group right. and, and a lot of interesting stuff. Down in San Diego, you've got all kinds of, of, of really talented people down there uh, David Weck, uh, Anthony Carey, uh, Natty Aguilar. Uh, guys are doing all kinds of progressive stuff. There's, there's a, there's a critical mass of, of, of folks down here. And it's not to say, you know, the connectedness of, 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 of everything now uh, means that you can connect. You're in, you're in, in Kentucky, for example. I have folks right. calling me from, from uh, you know, from Europe and, and interested in what's happening. So we're all a lot closer. But when you're actually trying to show somebody a new idea, you've got to have them right there where you can, you know, you can say, look, see how this tool works. This is try this. Right. And they, and, and they experience it in their own bodies and they go, oh, wow, well, that's interesting. Right. You know, so yeah. it's, I uh, you know, it's great.
0: Absolutely. And that's, and that's kind of, kind of how I found you. Cause obviously the first introduction I had to you was through contacting you about the, about the arc. And then obviously some of our counterparts, as far as in the fitness industry, Chris Flo has one. I've actually talked to Chris. I know he uses it as one of his Primary pieces of equipment. He says he uses it every single day. It was took a a little used corner of his fitness center and moved it uh, to one one of the primary points that he that he uses. So I mean, it's it, it converted that for him.
1: It's a so, useful tool, no doubt about it. <laughs> absolutely.
0: So, um, and I know it's not the uh, the easiest thing for you to get uh, distributed. You know throughout the worldwide but or even through the United States I know you said you sold 20 plus of them so we've got that And that's actually was kind of my first like hey because I utilize small spaces this could be something for me to be able to utilize and then from there that's where our conversation blossom into all the other type of suspension training and the um, and obviously the bands that you use as far as um, the elasticity that's there you know for me I've been doing this 25 years and I have that background in you know everything from the jump stretch bands and all the different bands that have come through the years and obviously tubing and everything else but one of my staples for years has been the jump stretch bands or the flex band so um but then whenever I was looking at what you had this was a whole new concept especially whenever you combine it with other things that we're doing as far as different movements and different planes uh, that's what I was really interested in. So, give us a little bit of a background on what you're doing here. Uh, obviously, you're not going to give away any trade secrets here, but let's talk about uh, kind of your your ideas and what's uh, what's going on.
1: Well, yeah, I have to give up my trade secrets. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, I I'm here to
1: attract the world to to do what I'm doing. Uh, and I've when I worked with the ARC, it became apparent to me as I started to work with other peoples. Tools with the arc that they weren't as well designed as I thought they could be. Um, and I find this is true throughout the industry. There's just a lot of poorly designed products, quite frankly. Um, and that's just the way it is. There's lots of room. Better is always possible. Let's face it. I mean, the whole Japanese approach, Kaizen. It, it, so I was inspired by what I saw um, by the, the concepts, and I knew that there were better approaches. I break down anchor point training and this applies to whether I'm working with elastic resistance or suspension uh, into into a a, a three-point paradigm, if you will. Uh, And I find this really serves uh, my purposes in terms of uh, describing to people the capabilities and the things they can do. First of all, where your anchor point is really dictates sort of how that the vector of force that you're going to be dealing with. Is the anchor high? Is it medium height? Is it low? It's not a trivial thing. The second thing is how you're connected to the, to, to the force that you're working with. And that is something that I think uh, there's been a certain amount of thought that has gone into handles, but it hasn't been, uh, you know, we don't have the designs out there that allow us to do all the things that we could do. Uh, and a lot of people are using a lot of handle designs that are just, just poorly designed. They're designed by people who are trying to make something inexpensive. Um, the third element of the paradigm is your orientation to the force itself, are you square onto it? Are you side onto it? What's the angle? What is your foot position? Are you squatting? Are you lunging? Are you moving? Uh, so, when you look at the where the anchor is located, um, how you're connected to the force itself, and how you're oriented to the force, when those three take those three things into account, uh, as you're learning to use this this approach. You start to really open up to realize, oh, I can create all this wonderful variety, or if I just turn my this foot in a different direction, or if I use the connection differently, I can now exploit the capabilities of this uh, approach to training in different ways that are you know, more practical. People talk about training, uh, the specific nature of adaptation, and, and yet we do so much work where we... You know, that is the classic, uh, you know, sagittal plane work. We say, well, there's carryover. Of course, if you get strong lifting, you're going to be strong doing lots of other things. Right. But if there's a way that you can train the tasks that you're going after, the tactical moves, whatever they are, uh, with resistance that is, you know, appropriate, then there's tremendous value in that that approach uh, as well. Um, and now I'm talking now at the elite level where you're talking about training for sports and things like that. Sure. Um, sure. I would say the single big, the, the, the two biggest insights I've had um, is first of all, the long elastic resistance bands that I use have a more gradual change in resistance. And that is a very interesting thing. It, it allows you to work more closely to your full resistance through a range of motion if you want. Um, it allows you to uh, have more in one tool, a lot more useful resistances. Uh, it allows you to do a lot more, uh, just gives you a lot more uh, versatility in the, uh, in, in the force. The other thing is the connection piece. The insight I had on the connection piece was the idea of this double handle. In other words, a handle where you can grip it with two hands. This opens up all kinds of possibilities for working uh, with an anchor, an anchored resistance, whether it's elastic resistance or uh, a suspension, uh, a rigid uh, suspension resistance. Um, The other thing is when you take the handle out of play completely, that is now you're working with the strap, because I have a long loop that I've designed to go with these double handles, this allows you to uh, put the strap around your wrist and to basically connect with the resistance through some some other way than simply holding on to it. Again, opens up all kinds of possibilities, whether you're you know using the, the tool as a belt or a harness or uh, re- looping around a wrist or, or another body part. Uh, this is something that, allows you, uh, provides you with the capability of, of using these forces in in in, uh, in all kinds of uh, ways that are presently not particularly easy to do. Um, a simple, the, something as simple as making the, the, the loop fabric uh, on the handle very comfortable so you can loop it around your wrist and not chafe. Uh, you can do things like uh, neck work where this thing can be looped around your head with elastic resistance at a high anchor and now you can Comfortably, you know, resist your neck uh, and create, uh, you know, uh, concussion prevention work. Really useful stuff. And if you don't have the nice strap, you can't do it. You know, right. so that was those are that's the trade secret, if you will. Uh, there are some patentable elements in in, in the tools
0: I've designed, and right.
1: others won't be patentable. And you know, bless everyone's heart, they go ahead and use them. Uh, you know, that's that's just the nature of it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, and. And so, obviously, a lot of this comes from just your passion for giving back to the people, for, you know, trying to improve things. So, you know, you know in a society where many times things are ripped off, so to speak, uh, you know, those things are going to happen to you whenever you're coming up with these things. But at the same time, is whenever you stay true to the products and true to the things that you are trying to do, then you're going to have success with those as well.
1: You know the market's so big. I think if you are ahead of everybody, uh, then eventually you're going to find a way to you know commercialize that. Right. Um, the right. insights I've had uh, using these tools has allowed me to get ahead of uh, a lot of people who don't have these tools simply because I have them available to me. And this is, again, this is the only way I train. So right. I'm just very, very focused on this particular approach to training. I'm going to get to ideas quicker than other people just because that's what I do right uh, and and my knowledge becomes cumulative and at the point where now I'm teaching courses on you know uh, uh, the, the paradigm approach I mean I show people some of the ideas I have using oscillation some of the ideas I have with straps and, and different you know movements and I try and as much as possible to create uh, linked movements flow movements use this forces forces very um uh, you know, it's it's very useful uh, for connected, uh, full body work where you can move from one exercise to another, uh, which a lot of tools don't you know don't give you that capability. So, right. um, But in the end of the day, really what I want to do is simply turn people on to the capabilities of the tools, give them a an overview of how to approach the paradigm. Because it is I'm not anywhere close to touching bottom on this. I mean, I've been at it for years. I'm learning new moves, new things every day, virtually every day. So it's you know as more and more people are are, are using this type of gear, uh, there's going to be more and more um, knowledge. people need an overview uh, so that they can so they can approach it uh, with confidence and think, okay, how do I how do I look at this? How do I wrap my head around what this thing
0: can do right. Absolutely. And and that's really where I guess a lot of my concepts that I've come up with in in all the years I've been doing this is especially in the last five to six years, I would say probably my my knowledge base has developed and changed more in the last several years to to include a lot of this more movement base. So, you know, one of the things I ask people all the time is like, hey, if you're a runner, you're a cyclist, how do you strength train a runner or cyclist? You know, these are people that have many, many repetitions going on per minute, and hey, you're in a gym and you're doing 10 to 12 repetitions. Uh, there may be, a, there's going to be some carryover, but there's not a true carryover. So when we're doing things like with the bands, with uh, with different types of suspension, we're able to incorporate more of a full body workout, we're able to get more movement-based, uh, which is what a lot of the athletes that I train are, is everything is movement-based, so then we can utilize that so a product like what you have between whether you use the arc or not but then obviously it's it's more of the suspension and and more of the bands that you use
1: well uh, the arc you know the arc uh, is absolutely state-of-the-art there's not an anchor system in the marketplace that does what the arc does it allows you to to create exactly the angle of resistance you want very specifically with exactly the amount of resistance that you want um, in a, and it, in the footprint, as Chris will tell you, is, you know, fits in a corner. So in that sense, it's, it's, a, it's a great tool. Um, really, I feel the strength of the, the, uh, the other tools that I've created, the, the force band, the vector strap, uh, and the field handle, those pieces can work anchored to anything. I mean, you, right. if you have an arc, that's awesome. If you have a, a, a tree, uh, a goalpost, uh you know something in uh, the 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 poster holds up the basketball net anything that's solid you can use these tools very very effectively uh and they and the designs the handle designs particularly are are there uh, to give tremendous versatility, so you're out on the field and away you go. Uh, I even designed, like I took my handle design and made it simply a handle, just so all the folks out there with the with the with the flat bands could simply put this handle, loop this onto the flat band, and even if they don't have the long band resistance, right? They hook their flat bands together; they'll get exactly that. Right. But now they have a handle that will allow them to do, you know, uh, all kinds of things that they couldn't do with that with that product before. Um, and allows them to to you know to create the, that type of resisted movement in in different dimensions right. uh, that's uh... you know and, and that's what it is i, mean, I train now i've recently started training well, the but seven months now i've been training a group of seniors uh... seventy to eighty years old and boy, this practice is so great for these folks that, first of all, they're training always on their feet. So there's always a certain amount of proprioception going on. Um, there is, it's very, you know, it's very high density, if you will, in the sense that you train your whole body, but it's very low impact. You don't, you know, you, nobody's banging up their shoulders or their backs uh, doing this type of training because it's not, doesn't have, it's not that same uh, type of work. Uh, so, there, you know even it, what I find fascinating about about this and, and delightful as, as I go forward is that I know these tools work for fighters and, and athletes and, and I've recognized now that oh my heaven, this is something that if you teach somebody uh, you know uh, the aging boomers who want better quality movement uh, how to use this product, they can use it anywhere. They can use it on the beach. they can use it at home they can They can use it when they're traveling they can you know literally anywhere they have a solid anchor you know if they understand how to use the tool they're going to be able to get an amazing workout
0: right yeah and and obviously that's what we want. We want people that can that can move and just it's not just you know, i mean obviously we've got a sports component here I mean you as a rugby player and athletes things that you're working with but you know, as a society as a whole, our people are becoming less fit. We have more obesity. We, you know, there's obviously the whole nutrition aspect. There's a lot that goes into it. But from a movement standpoint, we have people that are sitting more now because they're living farther away from their jobs. They drive more. They sit at work all day for eight, 10, 12 hours. You know, they get home, they sit on the couch. We need people to move. And, you know, we want as low a barrier to entry to get them moving as we can. And this is another way to do that.
1: That's so, I mean, really, I I, I would like to hope, uh, that's really what I'm driving towards at the the end of the day is, you know, creating products that uh, make really elite quality fitness very, very accessible. Um, And I'll just say that, frankly, when I get to go out and train outside or uh, in, in an environment that's nice. The benefit of the training is greater. No mistake about it. Uh, you know, the whole approach, mind and body, you know, when you're somewhere where you really like to be, I mean, triathletes know this, you know, they, they, they choose a sport that takes them outside, <laughs> you know, um, that's, that, that, there's a, there's a tremendous, right now it's intangible, but I, I think that, you know, we're, 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 we're coming to the point where we, we're starting to appreciate how important that aspect of training can be as well.
0: Right. Yes, it's you know, and so you've got many health benefits. You know, everybody tells, oh, you can't be outside because of you know skin cancer and everything else. Well, the vitamin <laughs> D, everything else we get, but just the fresh air, not being inside. There's so much that happens, you know, and the ability for the mind to expand whenever you're outside. Uh, just the yeah. the senses that are you know uh, stimulated, but definitely. So yeah, this is great. So I've been uh, been talking to you for a bit on on the products, I mean, so let's, so give me a little bit of background on where people can find you, how they can get in touch with you, so if uh, they've got questions, they can kind of follow up, because I know you've got some some different ways of talking to people as far as of uh, how they can introduce this into their own lives, or whether it be, you know, if you are a trainer, how you can incorporate this into your training programs.
1: Well, look, um, I am not commercial yet. I, okay. have, I have a certain amount of product prototypes here. I'm into my third generation of prototypes now, and I'm shipping products to trainers uh, and training people here in the immediate environment. Uh, my website is evolutionintraining.com. And you can find me, Chris Stevers, on Facebook, and I have a, a page, Evolution in Training, uh, on Facebook as well. Um, it's early days. Uh, I expect that we'll be fully commercial. Uh, we'll be talking to some retailers here in California in the next weeks to come now that we actually have uh, uh, you know, a product that is ready to go to market. Uh, There are so many little details in getting a product right after you've sort of got your design concept. There's still a lot of details to actually make it commercial. Uh, And it's been, you know, I've been at this, I've been here almost two years uh, making product here in California, by the way, American made. Um, But now we're, you know, just about ready. And people told me when I started, oh, it's four or five years before you're going to be into the market. I thought, oh, no, I'll get it done quicker than that. Yeah. No, they're pretty much right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It definitely uh definitely takes a while to get through the whole process. I mean, between yeah, really. you know, as you said, yeah. whether it be patents and trademarks and yeah. just and getting products ready and, you know, hey, is it gonna hold up to this or hey, this looks just like somebody else's product or hey, you know, you know, there's so many things that go there. So yeah, you're you're definitely taking the time but you're doing it the right way. So that was part of why I wanted to, to get a talk to you on here. I wanted to kinda of introduce your concepts. Obviously, so this is not a, a sales presentation because this is us talking about a product that's not even available yet, kind of early yeah. early days. But I like the concepts. That's why that's why we've kind of followed up. So this is great. So uh, we've got your website, uh, and if anybody has any questions, obviously they can get in touch with you. They can also uh, contact us through the. Fitness Nerds Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to go over and, and, you know, obviously get them the information. It'll be in the show notes, everything like that as well. So, nice. but Chris, uh, is, yeah, this, I is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This has been great. I, I love talking to, you know, people that have the concepts and are coming out with new ways of doing things. You know, it's not just the same old, same old, and, um, you know, we can kind of go take it from there. So, uh, I appreciate you being on the show.
1: Ryan, thank you very much. And, you know, to all the trainers out there, um, you know, if you're really interested to know more about why these things are, you know, specifically uniquely useful, you know, have a look at the website, uh, you know, uh, hit me up. I'm looking for first adopters in different marketplaces and different sports. Uh, certainly got product to, to ship out and, uh, you know, watch us grow. We'll keep you. Keep you posted.
0: <laughs> right, absolutely. So um, I know one of the things we actually, and I almost, I almost forgot this. So I know you do presentations kind of all over and everything. Do you have any uh, summits or anything like that that you're going to be presenting at anytime soon?
1: I wish I did. I know okay. I, I did uh, did one at NorCal last year. Uh, okay. I think I'm I'm planning on being at the Idea uh, World uh, uh, in Anaheim here. Uh, right. this, Coming uh, summer in August.
0: Okay.
1: Yep, uh, I think that may be my coming out party. Awesome. Uh, I, I'll definitely have a, uh, something for the folks in California here uh, on the beach—a bit of a, a bit of a gathering okay. um, to launch as well. Uh, talking to a few people in the industry right now about uh, you know helping me bring these to the uh, to market, and uh, I hope to have some interesting um, you know things to, uh, to announce uh, to the world very soon on that regard as well. well
0: great. Sounds great. Well. Chris, I definitely appreciate it, and we'll be back in touch soon, and we'll, I'm sure we're going to have a few people through the uh, through this podcast contact you too. So we look forward to it and uh, look forward to kind of following your development.
1: Ryan, thank you very, very much,
0: man. Thanks.